0: Hey girl, this is Miyoshi Walker and you're listening to the Good Girl Podcast, where we share stories of navigating through grief, life lessons, and relationships. Welcome back. On this podcast, we believe grief comes in all form of life, but you don't have to navigate it alone. You can be inspired to shift your mindset to trust in God through the process of your grief, no matter what that looked like. So in today's episode, we will discuss what it is like to get back to the new normal or what is the new normal? Welcome back. So the new normal. So I'm going to share a story about um, realizing what that meant to me, the new normal. So the new normal, I was thinking like, geez, you know, Uh, my daughter just passed away um, in July and her funeral was on a Friday. And so when Monday came and all the people, you know, stopped coming and got back to their normal lives, I was like, okay, now what God? And so I was just trying to figure out what to do or how to get back to my new normal. However, that doesn't, Happen, You know, life has changed. You've had you've lost a loved one. So the new normal when you're grieving, like, what is that? You know, so I just, you know, begin to pray and ask God how to begin to deal with my new normal, because I knew that, you know, she had passed. I knew she wasn't coming back. So. It wasn't normal to me because of the everyday activities that, you know, we usually do in the morning, have coffee or have conversations or, you know, I can go and speak to her about her day or what her day would look like. So to me, knowing that she wasn't present or no longer here was like so different. So nothing seems normal anymore. You know, your day to day activities, let alone making it out of bed and trying to be present. Even the small things was, you know, a little difficult. You know, you still have to be mindful that, you know, you have, you know, your loved ones that you still have to tend to and love on. And even yourself, you know, you have to make sure that you're whole in order to function throughout the day. And so um, the new normal for me was like, you know, what is this? So the new normal is not hearing, you know, that person's familiar voice or that, uncontrollable laugh that you hear, you know, when they're, you know, in another room or just their present, you know, their presence, I'm sorry, or their smile or the conversations or everything about them about your loved one. So once someone you love has died, you know, our new normal is different from anything we've known before. And our lives are definitely different than they were before. You know, it's like a void that's there that is everlasting gone and you trying to figure out, you know, what is this, you know, normalcy of trying to figure out how to navigate through the day or just to get up out of the bed and how to just try to, you know, figure things out. So, you know, when you lose someone, you know, that's a difficult um, situation because, you know, you know, they're not coming back and it's totally different than what you're normal to. And, And used to in your everyday life. And so when you lose someone who is an integral part of your life, it's a sense of, you know, an incredibly difficult experience. And so the loss of a child is so inexplainable. You know, even in a relationship, when you go through difficulties or, you know, um, someone has decided to leave the relationship or, you know, they're not in your life anymore, so I'm not comparing it to death, but at the same time, you're trying to figure out how to get back to the new normal. So the journey of grief is so difficult. Grief impacts every area of your life, your, you know, your body, your mind, your feelings, your thought, your spirit. And so the comfort in knowing that we are not alone, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture. It says, do not degree do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is our strength in Nehemiah 8 and 10. And, you know, so sadly, you know, nearly all of us will experience death of someone we love and, you know, the pain that follows, but to know that, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength, you know, is everything. And that's what I stand on. And that's what I depend on. And, and, you know, so that's what gets me through the day, not saying that, you know, it fixed my new normal, but it is everything because without God, I will not be, you know, in the space or mindset that I am in because, you know, losing someone definitely takes a lot out of you, you know, going through that process of that pain of just trying to figure out, you know, what to do next or how will I continue, you know, to live without them physically and just have the memories that you have. And so, I'm going to share three components in that can take effect, you know, when we do lose someone and um, grief can affect us in many ways. So I'm going to share three things, three components that, you know, can take effect over us as we lose someone. So the first effect is the physical effect. Um, it affects us physically. Like maybe, you know, you begin to lose weight or, you know, your appetite is not there. You're feeling tired, a little irritated. Maybe you're crying a lot or not at all. And some people grieve to, you know, um, some people grieve differently. You know, most people grieve differently and you can love that person. And that doesn't mean the way you grieve, you love them less. However, some people have reported pain in their heart area. You know, when they're grieving, this is a physical effect. Like it's literally meaning like their heart is broken. And so, you know, to navigate through that, you know, and to get through that, you know, that's when you do have to trust on, you know, God and your support system. And so that's the first effect is, you know, your physical effects, what comes physically. And the second effect is the cognitive effect, you know, like the way we think or the way we feel, you know, so with me losing my daughter I had to like verbally say Sade died because to me it was like so surreal and not real because you know just having a conversation with her the day before you know we talk about her goals and aspirations that she wanted to fulfill and things that she wanted to do in life and to know that you know she's no longer on earth but to know that you know she passed away I had to you know, go through some of those emotions initially just to like accept it and realize that it's real. So the cognitive, the way we think or feel is usually the belief or unbelief that we that it did not happen. Or is this real? Did it actually happen? And then sometimes it can create anxiety due to, you know, a common experience that many grieve that, you know, um, that they come into the contact with their loved ones. And so I dealt with that because I was like, God, I'm not ready for that experience, not yet. You know, I'm not ready to see her in a dream or anything like that. So the difference someone can... Uh, definitely that we love deeply, it can change us fundamentally. And, you know, we begin to have questions that arise, like why, why him or her, or why has God punished me? Or what is the meaning of life if, you know, this is going to happen suddenly, or if it happened tragically. So, you know, our cognitive, it affects us cognitively. And, you know, the way we think or feel, the third way it affects us is a is our emotional effects. You know, we're expected to feel sadness, and the intensity of that sadness takes us by surprise. Our emotions, the feeling of hopelessness, or we're not interested in doing anything. So sometimes we distance ourselves from others, or some may need to be with others. You know, we have that fear, or we worry, or have anger or depression. You know, so. Those are the things that I didn't want to set in. So immediately, I knew to, you know, God, I need you to help me through this process because I don't want to become depressed or I don't want to be angry or I don't want to worry. But, you know, one of those things I did do was worry the most. That that is one of the, you know, emotional effects that I did have because I was worried about my other children. You know, I have four young adult other children that I was worrying about how they were processing the death of their sister and just you know, that with us having to go on with our everyday lives, you know, just just worrying about them of, you know, are they processing it? Are they coping it, coping with it? Or are they really expressing their feelings? And so therefore, you know, I I was worrying as that mom or worrying if my husband was, you know, okay, and how he was dealing with it. And, so I began to worry, but God was telling me, hey, you are internalizing this too much because, you know, your daughter, Chardé, she's with me. She's in a better place. So why are you worrying? So, you know. The other emotional effect that I began to feel was the feeling of relief, you know, of knowing that. But sometimes people get the feeling of relief that, you know, could lead to difficult feelings. So if you notice that you're feeling a certain way for, you know, six to eight weeks or more, you know, share your feelings with someone you trust, like with a friend or a counselor or go to a support group and get help. You know, it's normal to have these feelings but it's helpful to find the support and the help you need that you need through your experience of grief. So you know you're grieving and you're you you going through this trauma or hardship, it can be very difficult. So some people think, you know, that you know your grieving should be over after a funeral or a few weeks or months later, but it just Don't work that way. That's not true. So it varies for different people, depending on, you know, the relationship with the person who has died or the trauma you have experienced, you know, knowing that, you know, I, I have to try to get through this and, you know, um, knowing that they're not coming back and, you know, just accepting the fact that they have passed away. But with God, all things are possible because he will never leave us nor forsake us, nor have us to stay in a place of where we're in constant grief because he is there at our every call. He knows about every tear that has fallen. He collects those in the Bible. Per scripture, and so we need to know that He will help us through and navigate through those times when we're going through emotional, whether it's you know, through lo- losing someone or you know, a relationship or whatever that grief may be to you. So, let's talk about some ways that we can navigate through the new normal. Um, I'm going to give a list of things that you know that possibly could help, you know, um, prayer. Of course, that's number one key thing that definitely will help attending church or Bible study. You know, if you you have lacked or you desire it, you know, sometimes surrounding yourself with positive um, thinking or just hearing the word of God can help you navigate through that. And as I stated, prayer, prayer is the key thing, because, you know, we could talk to God as we're talking to our friends, you know, and let him know our feelings that. You know, we're feeling. I know that he already knows, but he desires to have that conversation with us. So, prayer, attending church or Bible study, journaling. Journaling is always therapeutic to me because it's times, you know, when I'm definitely write, writing my heartfelt moments in my journal. And I've been journaling for years, and it definitely has helped me. And then it's moments that God give me something that. He wants to tell me and I write that down and then to see those things come into fruition and, and for those things to happen, you know, that's, That helps, you know, through situations and know that, you know, if God has done it before, he can do it again. He will never fail me. You know, when you journaling, you write down your thoughts and your feelings. And this can be, you know, as therapeutic as, you know, you speaking to someone. If you are an introvert or you just choose to write it down just to get it out, you know, that's just a way of releasing those feelings and, and writing it down. You know, you can find safe ways to relieve your anger feelings, maybe by meditating. You know, God says we are to pray and meditate, but meditate, maybe walk, say a prayer, you know, begin exercising, find safe ways to release those angry feelings that you may have, you know, or you can talk and share with people who don't judge or advise you wrong or to tell you what to do or not to do, you know, support groups are wonderful places. But if you have someone close that you can trust, that you can share that with, and they're not going to judge or advise you to do something that is wrong or that's not right, you know, go to them, talk and share your feelings and thoughts with them. Or, you know, create something you can draw or paint or cook or write, you know, maybe sometime when we, you know, put our mind on other things, It's not going to take it away, but it'll help you cope with it. You know, some people draw and sing and and that's just the coping mechanism that they have or cook or writing. And that doesn't mean that you're, you know, that you're forgetting about them. So. What you're trying to do is to find a new meaning in your life. Not saying that you're forgetting about the memories of the person, but you're trying to figure out how I'm going to navigate through this and how I'm going to get through this daily, you know, because we only can take one day at a time. We can't worry about, you know, the next day or a month from now. We have to literally take one day at a time. And so in living with your new normal You're trying to make it through each day. And then what comes to mind is what my dad, you know, stated to me um, when we took a vacation to kind of just, you know, get our thoughts together and to come together as a family unit, my husband and my children, maybe a month after the death of my daughter. So he did. He said one thing that has stuck to me. He said, you know, there's going to be a lot of firsts. You know, so this was the first vacation that we took without Sade. Um, you know, her, the birthdays, the holidays, etc. You know, just be grateful, you know, that you can make it through those first moments. You know, it might be difficult, but through prayer and with support and those that, you know, support you wholeheartedly, um, you know, you can make it through the first. You know, each grieving process is definitely unique. So, Everyone deals with it differently. You know, some people visit the grave site often. Some people may view videos or pictures or, you know, whatever the case is, you know, you're, you're going to have to try to find your new normal. Um, because ultimately, you know, the person is not going to come back. But if you're a child of God, you definitely will see them again. So that's where my peace comes from. So let's talk about how to navigate through the new normal you know um so grief demands attention no matter what it is that you go through or experience grief demands attention regardless how you deal with it You can't ignore it. It's going to be there. You know, you're going to be heartbroken or you're going to have these thoughts or you're going to experience these things as you're grieving, no matter whether it's grieving a lost one or, you know, a relationship or something traumatic that you've been through. You're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to choose how you're going to deal with it. You can, you know, still a life, still live a life and be happy and hopeful and full of love. But you're going to have to, you know, learn how to deal with it because we can't ignore it because grief definitely demands attention. And then grief is definitely an equalizer. You know, death doesn't discriminate. Everyone is going to have to experience it at some point. But when we experience it. We all don't grieve the same as I stated before. Therefore, we don't always speak the same grief language. You know, we all have different grief languages. As I stated, you know, some might go to the grave site. Some might look at videos or photos or, you know, um, just constantly just, you know, do things that, you know, how they choose to grieve because that's definitely different for everyone. You know, it's different from, you know, uh, I shared with a friend that, you know, her and I lost our daughter in the same year. However, her daughter was 15. My daughter was 23. And we can relate to the grieving process. However, I don't know her process of how she's grieving because she had to watch her daughter, you know, uh, take her last breath and die. And mine, my my situation. It happened suddenly. So it definitely hurt both of us. However, our grieving processes are possibly different because what she experienced, I didn't experience and vice versa. So our grief languages are different. So the objective is, you know, to heal and to get healthy and to learn how to fully live again in the shadow of our losses. So we have to know that grief is an equalizer and we we all definitely have different grief languages, you know, and the next thing is we definitely have to step in the ring. We have to fight. These are daily matches that we're training ourselves to live for the large event of living our lives without the, our loved ones. So we're going to have good days and bad days and some some strong and weak days. But grief definitely will show up. And some days will be good and other days, you know, may get the best of us, but that's okay. That doesn't mean that we're weak or we lack faith. It doesn't mean that, you know, we don't know what actually, you know, we will have to do the next day, but it's okay. You know, when grief shows up you know, step into the ring, we can become stronger each day, we can become stronger every time we learn to face the way, you know, our lives have changed, you become stronger moment by moment and day by day. And so the important thing is having that solid relationship with God, you know, because sometimes, you know, some people get angry at God, but it's times that God allows that, and but he's always there to receive us with o- open arms, no matter what it is. You know, he knows already our responses and how we're going to respond. But, you know, we have to trust and depend on him through that process. And, you know, um, in the physical, you have to know or have you a team. You have to have a support system, you know. Um in 1 Peter 5 and 7, God said, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And so we have to trust him. And, but ultimately, you know, here on earth, we can have that team and that support system that we need. And But that support system has to know you. You know, you need uh, the, the support system that will help you through and navigate through. Because although grief is an individual thing, When you look at the support, you know, you can look at them as your trainer, your coach, your healer, your number one fan. You know, when they call and check on you or just come by or just do something to, you know, um, help you through that moment, you know, with their love and commitment to your healing Puts you know them full on your team when you know they're genuinely committed to seeing you genuinely, you know, make it through day by day. Your support system, you know, knows your grief journey and it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. So they know that you know they're there to cheer you on as you do the work daily to heal and to find your way through this. You need people, we need people you know, it's not good to be secluded, but some people, you know, may like to be alone, but it's not good to be alone the entire time by yourself. You can't do it on your own. You need people. Everyone needs someone. So when you find a support system that, you know, genuinely have your best interests at heart and they're committed to love you through, you know, no matter what it looked like, or no matter what your day or week may look like, you know, um, that's, you know, everything. And so we will have the victory no matter what that new normal look like. You know, grief has no finish line. It has no finish line. It can continue on until the day that you die. And as I stated, that doesn't mean that you lack faith or that you're not trusting or that you're not, you know, um getting over it. You know, grief is just... It has no finish line. So we must commit to pace to a pace that's comfortable and sustainable to us. And the ultimate goal is to be present because we'll be more when we're present mentally, spiritually, and we can become more emotionally fit to, you know, lead, you know, healthy daily lives. But that doesn't mean that we put that person away in a box or that situation, we dismiss it. It's just we choose to, you know, commit in victory that we will be present in the moment and we will learn how to navigate through this new normal, no matter what it looked like and trust God through the process. Because if he's telling us in first Peter five and seven to cast all our anxiety on him because he cares for you. That is everything. And so we need to know that ultimately that we know that God cares for us no matter what we go through. So that's going to end this this episode. And I'm going to end in prayer. And so, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for always being there for us no matter what we face. I know that you will never leave us nor forsake us even in the intense trials that we may have or come upon us. Lord God, we ask that you give us the understanding of things that we go through that we don't understand, oh God. We ask that because you are God and you are God alone, that you are control of our lives in spite of the lack of our understanding of the death or our grieving or the trauma that we might experience, God. I know that all you require for me to do is to trust you, and we look to you in faith. And you will come and you will save us and give us an answer, Lord. And we thank you for always having our will at heart, oh God. We ask that you continue to lead God and direct us, oh God. We thank you for being faithful. We thank you for never failing us, oh God. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you have done, oh God. And when doubt and unbelief come into our minds at times, oh God, we ask that you continue to just... Um, to press that thought and feeling and know that you are the lord of lords oh god please remove all sorrow and grief oh god that we may feel and heal us in this pain that we feel in our hearts and help us to trust you more oh god fill this empty place in our heart oh god with more of your spirit oh god and we ask to be more like you oh god We ask that you touch Lee God and direct each and every one of us. In Jesus Christ's name, we do pray. Amen. And ladies, thank you for listening. Have a great day.